are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. It's part of the Locks on Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist, and a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing a little Madison Bumgarner, the D-back series sweep, and we got to talk a little Caleb Smith and then Javi Reyes of Locked on Padres is coming on the pod to talk about World Series predictions and will the Mets make the postseason? So we got a whole bunch I want to talk about today, but don't forget to go to Spotify Green Room because this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that Philly series. We're supposed to have Dan Wilson of Locked on Phillies on the pod today, but something came up with him. So we're hoping to do a crossover after the D-backs for Philly series next weekend. But it's probably a good thing he didn't come on the pod this week because I would have eviscerated him. I would have destroyed the Phillies because to get swept by the D-backs when you're in the thick of things in a in a playoff race, it, it, it's, it can't happen. You can't lose to, I can't say the worst team in baseball anymore because I believe after that series sweep, the D-backs actually now have the second worst record in baseball behind the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles have a better winning percentage than the D-backs, if you could believe that. If you could believe anybody has a Better winning percentage, or excuse me, a worse winning percentage than the D-backs. It is the Baltimore Orioles right now. And the D-backs end the series sweep with Bumgarner on the mound, who has been absolutely phenomenal recently. I mean, I tweeted out last night, Bumgarner gets his ERA below a 4. It's currently at a 4.06. I will do an apology pod for the video, hoping to be on YouTube by that point, because Bumgarner has been balling recently. In his start against the Phillies yesterday, eight innings, one earned run. Got a little dicey in the eighth inning, but he even knocked in an RBI single himself, so he was doing it all. And if you look at his game log since coming back from injury, Bumgarner has been absolutely bonkers. I mean, he was injured on June 2nd. That was the last time he pitched. He only went two innings that day against the New York Mets. And you could just tell something was wrong with Bumgarner. So he hit the IL for a little bit and didn't come back until July 16th. But look at Masson's Bumgarner's game log since returning from the injured list. So he came back on July 16th to face the uh, Chicago Cubs, and he went six innings, one earned run. That day, July 21st against the Pirates, five innings, one earned run. Against the Rangers on the 28th, seven innings, two earned run. Against the Giants on August 3rd, seven innings, one earned run. Against the Padres against uh, against the Padres on August 8th, seven innings, two earned run. Against the Padres on August 13th, 6.2 innings, two earned runs. And then last night, Eight innings and only two earned runs allowed. So 
Bumgarner has been dominant recently, and you could tell. The first few starts when he came back in the whole month of July, those were pretty crappy teams. I mean, the Cubs, Pirates, and Rangers, those are, what, three of the five worst teams in baseball uh, outside the the D-backs and Orioles. So those weren't, like, overly – and you're not going to put too much stock in those kind of starts just because they're against the worst teams in baseball. But after that, the Giants, best team in baseball, Padres twice, I mean – that's a team that we had high expectations for coming into the season, even though they're struggling a little bit. And the Phillies are fighting for a postseason spot. I mean, they have to win the division. The Phillies are currently, I believe, three and a half games back of the division lead after recording this day. Let me let me double check that for you guys. But either way, yeah, Phillies are currently four games back, actually, of the division lead. So they, they're still in the thick of things. They have to win the division, most likely, if they want to make the playoffs. So the Phillies have to win games, and the D-backs just came in. They destroyed them. They got a nice three-game series, and they got back-to-back games where a pitcher uh, got an RBI single for the D-backs. Humberto Castellanos did it the night before for Arizona. Uh, their offense has come through just enough, just enough clutch offense while the pitching has been really good because the pitching recently uh, has, what, Two earned runs, two earned runs, two earned runs. The Phillies scored no no more than two earned runs in any game this series. D-backs are now 6-1 and during their homestand and just on absolute fire right now. So I'm loving the way the D-backs are playing. I'm loving the way the D-backs are pitching. But the one thing that didn't work out in the D-backs' favor from this series was Caleb Smith being ejected. And right now, it looks like Caleb Smith is going to be suspended 10 games. He was caught with some potential foreign substance, some potential sticky stuff on his glove and hat. And so he was ejected uh, in that Castellanos win in the eighth inning. And Caleb Smith is taking a hard stance in the sand. He's saying he did not cheat. He's saying if he did cheat, he would own up to it. And he said if he did cheat, he wouldn't be doing it so openly. He said he wouldn't be putting it on his glove or his hat if he did hypothetically cheat. He's not saying he is. He's saying if he did, though, he wouldn't be doing it so out in the open. He said he'd be smarter about it. So for Caleb Smith, do I believe he cheated? I don't. I believe maybe there was rosin on his glove, which apparently you're not even allowed to have that. You can have rosin on your hands, but you can't have rosin on your glove. So uh, for Caleb Smith, We'll see what happens. The glove is going to be examined. I believe it's going to be sent to uh, baseball operations or whoever looks at gloves. But it looks like Caleb Smith potentially is going to be the second guy this season to be suspended for foreign substance use. Uh, Tori Lavello is standing behind his player. He doesn't believe Caleb Smith uh, you know, was cheating either. But we'll see what happens if they do even investigate the glove because the guy who was caught the first time, Hector Santiago, baseball never examined his glove. They decided to uh, just go with the umpire's word on it. So I'm hoping Caleb Smith gets a better shake than that. But it's not like Caleb Smith has been performing well recently. Anyway, this guy has an ERA above five. So if you're telling me Caleb Smith is out here cheating and he still has a 5-1-2 ERA and a 1-4-2 whip, uh, that's concerning. That's concerning. And the biggest uh, blow that uh, a team has to suffer when one of their pitchers cheat, even if it's not, you know, an organizational you know, practice, I mean, I, I'm not saying the D-backs are cheating or any team that gets caught with a pitcher with foreign substance is an organizational thing, but 
baseball is kind of acting like it's an organizational thing because with Caleb Smith being caught cheating, now the D-backs lose a roster spot. They can't call up another pitcher uh, to take over Caleb Smith's spot. So the D-backs kind of get screwed. It makes you feel like it's an organizational thing. It's basically baseball telling you, make sure your guys aren't go out there, aren't going out there and cheating and disrespecting the integrity of the game. So from Tori Lovello's stance, he has to take Caleb Smith's side. He could throw Caleb Smith under the bus, but I think it's better for a manager to take his player's side and say, I believe when my guy says he's not cheating, and if he was cheating, he says he would have owned up to it. So I can't fault Tori Lovello for taking Caleb Smith's side. I can't fault Caleb Smith for saying he didn't cheat because if he actually didn't, I'm going to be saying the same thing. You know what? Even if I did cheat in baseball, I might still try to go the Ryan Braun route and fight it to the you know bitter end because in the end, you can still win out. Ryan Braun won out the first time in the short term, but in the long term, uh, he did lose uh, you know the public perception. So uh, for Caleb Smith, I don't think he cheated. Might have still been against the rules. He still might have had Rosen or some combination of sticky stuff that was legal but not supposed to be on his gloves or hat. So I'm not too concerned. And if Caleb Smith was cheating and he's still putting up performances like that, uh, it only makes it that much more concerning. Now, we'll get into our conversation with Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres. But did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm about to go to the gym after this pod. But I have a sweet tooth and Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but it's high in protein and it's high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you can get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, like you were saying with the Dodgers, they definitely have the best team on paper, but it's baseball. Nothing's guaranteed. I mean, I'm one of the people that believe uh, last year, one of the big reasons they won is because there wasn't like any fans in the stadium. And we've seen Clay and Kershaw break under the pressure multiple times. Mm. I I think there's definitely correlation between Kershaw having his best postseason and there's no one in the stadium to watch him. I, I, Mm. that's just me. I just think there's a correlation Mm. So we'll see what happens (laughs) this year when you get back to a pressurized postseason. You got those boos coming in again. Who knows? Maybe if it's a world series against the Astros, you're going to feel a little bit extra pressure to be like, man, these guys were cheating last time they don't know what i'm going now if y'all lose to them then you can't talk any crap forever you could be like hey we cheated yeah you got us right that's right we cheated the first time we give that to you all right then we just beat your butts the next time like it didn't even matter so ooh, but i have to admit millard i know you're like a little bit of a you get curious into the whole ratings and media landscape of things a dodgers astros world series it's not one that is fun for fans that like in terms of teams you root for but in terms of like the 
narrative. easy to hate. I mean, you either because people don't like the Dodgers and the Super Team, mm. and then people still hate the Astros. It would just be like Mayweather McGregor. Like this would be like a genuinely crazy thing to watch. So I'm curious to see how it all pans out, man. Yeah, no one wants to see the Astros on the big stage, but I do. I'm all in on the Astros making it back to the World Series. I love oh, for man. them to just wipe away the narrative. But like it's been like two, three years That'd now. Be like something, man. my biggest thing is like. Everyone cheats in baseball. Like no sport is more synonymous with cheating than baseball. You go back mm-hmm. to steroids, the Black Sox scandal. You look at the crackdown now that they just put on sticky stuff. You, yeah. Like cheating. I mean, even before the Astros got caught, they were telling the Yankees and the Red Sox to knock it off with the, the illegal use of technology in their playoff series. So it's like literally every team has a player or some structural organizational thing where they're cheating as a unit. So I, I really didn't get that up in arms. Yes. It taints the Astros World Series a little bit, but I'm not going to be mad three years later that they do what everyone else in baseball mm-hmm. does, which is and cheap. Granted, it is a little bit more. I will, I will, because I am also over it. But also, in fairness, our teams weren't as affected by it. We didn't play the Astros in the World Series, so it must be very annoying to see. Yeah. And it also, I mean, the one relation I have to it is you, Darvish, who gets killed in the World Series. And is like kind of it's it's his worst moment. It's his blemish on his record. You know what I'm saying? It is it is really like dark. It's almost on the level of like all of Kershaw's collapses in a lot of ways. And you know now all of a sudden we view that differently. We're like, oh well. I mean, if they saw the pitches that were coming. So clearly, I do think that to a degree, if every player in baseball is also pissed off by this, and that you have all these teams that are angry, I do think that they did go a little bit beyond just the the regular conventional cheating. If that even makes sense, it's hilarious that I just said that. But like. You're also right. And I also think the other part of it is that baseball didn't punish the players enough. And I think that there's a bunch of reasons for that, that we don't have to relitigate. I imagine people have heard all this all the time already. It's only been talked about ad nauseum. And then on top of that, the players not being so apologetic. They, they were, but then they weren't. You had the whole Altuve tattoo thing and all this stuff. So they kind of stepped their foot in it. And I think that's part of what it is, too. But part of me is tempted uh, to be like, ooh, it might be interesting if you, I would respect if they went out and just stuck their foot down your throat and said, say something now, especially to the Dodgers fans, not to like other teams. Uh, like yeah. if it was to the Giants, which I yeah. have no ill will towards the Giants, the Giants are another fun team. I am, um, believe it or not, I actually think that a lot of people are, that's, we didn't even mention that by the way, Chris Bryant last hour getting traded to the Giants when there was not a peep from the Giants. They love doing that too. They love staying dead quiet and then making a move in the last 30 minutes. It's, it's just what they do. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, but I have to admit it'd be, it'd be interesting, but then again, I'm still sticking with my world series pick, the white Sox and the Mets. Am I exactly proud the of the latter of those two? No, not, not exactly. But the Mets you know, playoff team? It. Yeah. I'm still sticking with my guns, but uh, look, I maybe underestimated the fact that I'm betting on, I don't care what the roster is, but the New York Mets to do things. Hey, you're allowed to Foolish update. thing on my part. Foolish got, thing on my part. You got new information, Javi. You're allowed to update your prediction. At least here on the D-backs pod, it's all about when you're presenting new information, you're allowed <laughs> to make a new opinion. So do you want to make a new opinion now? World Series I'm going to stick with it. Look, right, I mean, guys. I didn't want to pick the Padres because I am the Padres guy, but hey. like I, I, I do stand by White Sox and I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay by my, my Mets thing. I think if things get hot, Anything can happen, man. The Phillies just got hot. We wrote them for dead. I think everyone's forgetting that. It's not like the Phillies have been this like, no, the Phillies are known for having the worst bullpen in like history. They were really bad. And everyone's like, you're wasting Harper's really good season. Hoskins, they're really top heavy. You have Girardi. Everyone wanted Girardi out of town in, in half a second. They're like, I'll take Aaron Boone over him. 
I'm just kidding. Nobody said that. Everybody hates Aaron Boone too. But like, you know, everybody wanted them out. And then they have this like nine game winning streak, including a sweep of the Mets. So who knows? And the Phillies, which I tweeted this on Twitter, like are a good example of why if they can do that, then so can the Padres. So always stay optimistic. I'm sticking with my guns. It's baseball, man. Let's do it. Javi and I, or at least I will, continue ragging on the New York Mets, but it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, the Mets, I liked the Mets before the season. I would have agreed with mm-hmm. that prediction preseason, but after a month of watching them, like they have a bunch of injuries in that rotation and they just can't hit, man. Their, their offense is just putrid. And you look yeah. at their run differential, like that's a reason why I don't believe that they could even make the postseason because their offense has been bad mm-hmm. the whole year. Like their offense has shown yeah. no signs of life. Even the Phillies had a better run differential when they had a worse record than the Mets. So yeah, yeah maybe the Mets could still get hot at negative 18. I have no empirical evidence for why i'm still sticking <laughs> okay. with the mets let me be clear you know what i mean it's not <laughs> okay. an easy position i have nothing to back it up other than i could i i just i, I just want to stick with my gut on that one i know that it looks bad but heck if, the, if they can make the playoffs man I, I i am a lot more the question now is if they could just make it but if you make it in there you get your healthy Degrom, carrasco taiwan walker stroman all these guys lindor puerto rican power shows up he mm. he vanishes for the whole year, but then returns for the postseason. That would all oh, come on. Tell me that's not a great story. So that'd be a lot of fun. And I think it'd be fun for the But yeah, that's I'm pro uh, Lindor. I'm pro Lindor. Good, yeah. Baez. He it's just a bet. Oh yeah. I mean, look, uh another Puerto Rican king. I tweeted <laughs> how it was a fun move. I think it's a fun move for this season. To my Mets for homies, and I think they all feel the same. Don't pay I would him. not be giving Javi Baez a big contract. I love the guy, but if his defense and power go from a plus to just a B he becomes a very bad player. Cause the strikeout rate on base skills are just non-existent. So like, that's a lot to bank on, you know what I'm saying? So if I'm them, I am not, I like the move for half a season. I do. I think it's a potential spark plug guy to pair with Lindor. Maybe that combination works really good. We'll see some highlight plays in the infield for sure. But for a long-term deal, uh, man, just, just go sign Miguel Rojas or something. You know what I mean? Like just get anybody else. That's what I would do anyway. Here's a take coming. If Javi oh, Baez, if let's Javi Baez mm. becomes an 18 mm. home run guy, it's mm. Chris Davis. Oh, Chris Davis. 
Oh, there oh it is. God. He my did mic. it. It's Ladies hot. and gentlemen, he did it. He did it. Touch it. <laughs> I yeah. can't even. Oh my God. Hold on. I'm, I'm wiping it off right now. Thank <laughs> He's you. Chris Davis. Blew it Chris off. Davis with a C, I assume, right? Uh, yeah, with a C. Crush. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know which one was considered Crush Davis. Maybe they're both nicknamed Crush Davis too. Uh, so you got me there. I don't really know. But yeah, Javi Bias, if that power dips, like even if it's like 15%, like Javi Bias, like you said, he, this man is OBPs below 300 right now in the season. Like, he's got 775 OPS, and that's <laughs> only because of his immense power exactly. of the absolute shortstop position. Like he's I, just okay. He's yeah. fun. He's the most fun, like flawed player in the league that I've always called him. But like 775, that's like good with a lowercase g. But if you, it, it could get nightmarish, man. Somebody's needed to, to teach that guy how to not swing at every single pitch because that's all he does. Uh, but we'll see what happens then, I guess. Well, because the Mets, like I said, are not immune to making mistakes and having tragedy strike them, apparently. So, uh, after the trade deadline, especially after that Dodgers move, there was a lot of discussion in our MLB group chat. And I just want to get your quick reaction to this. Mm-hmm. What, where do you stand on the salary cap versus salary floor debate? I think you need one of them. I don't know enough to be to be able to talk about both. I talked with Ulysses Sembrano on a podcast earlier this week about how, like, I think the Rays not doing anything in terms of money is bad for baseball. But I do mm-hmm. think there is something to learn there about how they bring guys in four years and unless you are Longoria you know what I mean like you're probably gone you know what I mean and I actually think that in theory baseball's problem it would be great if like more teams were like four years five years done you know what I mean and then it but then keep the money up make it what they do in the NBA four years 90 million for Lonzo Ball for example whatever it was which is currently under investigation apparently but you know <laughs> yeah. you, you stand by my point where it's like that would be kind of cool if we had non-stop these big free agents moving around and joining teams or they could just resign with teams whatever uh and then it might encourage guys to go to places with better you know that are just better and all that stuff so I think it'd be interesting but um yeah I think you need one of them I don't know which one in theory you like to do the floor because then it just makes it all right bottom line you guys have to go out and sign something um because then if it's if it's a salary cap it still makes it that those bottom dweller teams can just still keep doing what they want like your Cleveland's like your you know uh like your Cincinnati Reds who are good that is I love that about the Reds by the way when they're good they don't trade when they're bad they do make trades it's like what are you guys doing you're so you trade for Trevor Bauer those couple years but now you're like oh well we we steer steer the ship steady you know it's like all right that's a little bit weird by them but yeah I know that came up in the chat I do think you need one of them uh, one of them would be nice. And I would like, I, Hey, why not both honestly? And it's, 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 it's in every sport, you know what I mean? Every sport at least has a salary cap mm-hmm. and it becomes a thing where like, all right, allocate your funds this way. That's where the strategy comes in. You can't just do what the Dodgers do. Um, I think that you can be mad at the Dodgers, but you also have to acknowledge in your rage of how they just buy everybody and have the Avengers end game budget that also other teams could at least do partially what they're doing. They don't have to be spending 40 million a year. I'm not saying they have to spend 400, but mm. you you can't tell me that every team, all they've got is 40 million. I just don't buy that. Yeah. And I kind of like what the Rays do with their money, just because I feel like they're smart with their money. I feel like they're not 
they're not not spending money because they don't want to. It's kind of because like no one goes to their games. Like mm-hmm. they, they have like one the the worst attendance in baseball uh, usually. And I just feel like they're more like the Patriots. Once they feel like you hit that age of thirty or whatever the age is, they feel like they could go get better value elsewhere, and they keep producing dudes from their minor league system every year. They're just like uh, Sully had this funny reference. Like they're the Terminator and Skynet when it comes to pitchers. Like all they do is produce <laughs> Terminators out their farm system, and it's kind of true. So why would you ever need a pay for an arm when you could just produce one like every two to three seasons so the 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 rays are definitely great at that maybe in their lineup they could you know do better with you know trying to acquire highland talent but they did go out and get nelson cruz despite him being 45 he's an age just a wonder and he's still gonna you know finish the year with 40 home runs uh mm-hmm. despite being 45 years old but on the salary cap versus salary floor debate i just feel like you need both or not have them at all because even if you just have the salary floor what's to stop a team from just overpaying you know, one year for some random reliever or whatever. Why not just say, instead of this guy making five years with what he's, that's probably what he's worth. Let me just give him 10 so I can get to that salary floor. And I'm still only going to pay him for one season either way. So I think teams are just going to find a way to finagle around that. And in baseball, I kind of like not having the salary cap. I think it just makes it more fun, gives every team an opportunity. Like you said, anyone can be the Dodgers. The real truth about why more teams aren't like the Dodgers because they don't have the owners like the Dodgers. Just look at the Mets. As soon as they get a rich owner in, they're all of a sudden all in on pretty much every major superstar in baseball that could be moved. The Mets are right there in position to go nab them. So if other teams want to be like the Dodgers, well, those fan bases better pony up the money to get their owner out of there or or do something to, to help sell the team to someone else because that's the only way for your team to spend money. You have to be an owner you have to have an owner who is willing to spend money. So uh, that's why I still want to keep the salary cap out of it because it still gives a team like the D-backs a chance to, you know, compete with anyone. In, in baseball, I really feel like your market doesn't matter in terms of whether you can acquire a player or not. In basketball, uh, I, you know, Lakers are, are more likely to get the bigger name free agents, the coastal cities. Uh, in the NFL, maybe it's not like that either. And in baseball, I don't really feel like it's that either. I feel like where you play your sport, where, where your team is located, is not really going to matter too much to free agents. As long as you got the money, I feel like baseball players just care about the, the dollar bills. They just care about the green. So if a team is willing to pony up the money, you'll be able to get those high-end players. So teams just need to get their owners on board to do it. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. So remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to Javi Reyes for hopping on today's pod. Hopefully, we do a crossover with Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies and Dan Wilson of Lockdown Phillies next week. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!